It's mock draft season and the Locked On NBA Network is running one. So with the Pelicans on the clock at number eight, who did I select? It's the Tuesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team in New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday. You've been asking for some draft talk. We're not going to dive fully into it this week, but we're going to get into a little bit of draft talk today, and that's because it's mock draft season and we're running one. We'll be running multiple over at the Locked On NBA Network. The Pelicans were at eight. Who did I select? That's what this uh, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is going to be all about. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast Monday through Friday, breaking down the biggest news around this team, the biggest topics you want to hear. And we haven't stopped. The season's over. Is anyone else still podcasting a ton? Not really, but we're doing it right here at Locked On Pelicans. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave a five-star review with a comment and tell a friend about the show. Helps keep the show free in five days a week for y'all. And we're still going to be here covering the biggest thing. So make sure you subscribe to never miss an episode. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So I'm not going to bury the lead. I'll tell you right now who I took at number eight. I took Benedict Matherin out of Arizona. Wing player with very, very good size. I feel good about this pick, and I'll talk about why I feel good about this pick in the next segment. 6'6 with a 7'1 wingspan, by the way. And I'll tell you why I love this pick. And then in the third segment, I'll tell you why I'm a little bit nervous about it. But if you're here just to see who I took... Benedict Matherin, I'm not going to make you wait. We don't need to bury the lead here. That is who I took for the Pelicans at number eight overall. And we'll run down the mock draft here in a second. Um, But I love these exercises that Locked On does because this is something that I really do think only Locked On can really do. And these are great. You know, I know the Pelicans, right? The guy who covers the Orlando Magic knows the Magic. Mike Richmond, who covers the um, Trailblazers, knows the Magic. The Trailblazers. We all know these teams better than others, so we're very equipped to make these picks. It's not just trying to figure it out or someone trying to draft for all of the teams, but maybe missing something like that. So these mock drafts that Locked On does, I do think are incredibly valuable exercises. And we'll do a lot of these, right? And then we'll have like a big official one where you run it on its own feed. And that's really worth looking into and listening when that one comes out. And that's the one where you kind of take it seriously. And until then, I kind of tend to make different picks. One, to give me some different things to talk about on the show, but also to kind of see how the draft plays out in different ways a little bit too. I think that's a very interesting way to kind of go about learning more about these prospects, seeing how some of these teams are thinking about things as well. So let's run down the locked on NBA mock draft. And then in the next segment, we will get into why I selected Benedict Matherin out of Arizona. So they did a, they do a tankathon spin. So it could have been that like the Pelicans jump up or anything. So it went round one or sorry, pick one Orlando magic Palo. Don't call me Mahomes Banchero. Oklahoma city thunder were at two. They took Jabari Smith. Of course, 
Houston Rockets at three, Chet Holmgren. Four, the Detroit Pistons taking Shaden Sharp. Five, the Indiana Pacers with Jaden Ivey. Six, the Portland Trailblazers, um, Keegan Murray. Seven, and this is where I hate these mock drafts because my guy, the guy I want to draft always goes one pick ahead. This has happened in like three or four years of doing these sorts of things. At seven, the Sacramento Kings select A.J. Griffin. At eight, the New Orleans uh, Pelicans took Matherin. Nine, Jalen Duran. Uh, to the San Antonio Spurs, the Washington Wizards, 10, Malachi uh, Branham, 11, Dyson Daniels to the New York Knicks, 12, the Oklahoma City Thunder select Jeremy Shohan uh, out of Baylor and blanking here. And then the Charlotte Hornets selected Johnny Davis, 13. I don't have the Cleveland Cavaliers pick at 14 when I'm recording this. So that kind of gives you a rundown. It goes Banchero, um, Smith, Holmgren, Sharp, Ivy, Murrin, uh, Murray, Griffin, Matherin. So those are the players that were picked ahead that I couldn't select in this mock draft. So let's just get right into it in the next segment. We're going to do an early break here in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans on why I picked Benedict Matherin and then why I'm not like, oh yeah, I nailed this pick. We'll talk about that in the third segment of today's show. So before we get into that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. All right, Pelicans fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you're going to as well. And that's basically because it's super easy to use. You pick two to five players in an over/under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. And look, it's just you versus the projected numbers. Some of those daily fantasy options. You're just never going to make any money. You're going to lose. You're never going to win anything. You're going up against pros. You're going up against people with inside information. You don't need to do that here. You just see the numbers, right? Above that one or below that one. It's really that easy, and it's so easy that entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And Prize Picks is safe, and they offer fast withdrawals. And their app is award winning, and it's available both on the App Store and Google Play. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of points scored, rebounds, steals. Big fan of Herb Jones with that one, right? And they allow mixed sports entries, so you can get in on the Premier League and the NBA playoffs at the same time. And when the sports are in season, they offer anything you can think of. Not just NBA, right? College basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, as I just said, soccer, MMA, and much more. So for a limited time, Prize Picks is an exclusive, no-brainer of an offer that you've got to take advantage for all Locked On Pelicans listeners. You're going to get $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Pick entry scores a single point. It's that easy. But you got to use promo code NBA. That's right. It's an exclusive offer for Locked On fans. Sign up today. Use promo code NBA for $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Pick entry scores a single point. Point. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Athletic Greens AG1. I started using this every day. They sent me a sample of it, and I absolutely love this, and I'm looking forward to needing to order more because I want to have these things all the time. I started trying this out because, you know what, I've been a big like resolution this year was get healthier. I'm working out every day. I'm eating much better for me, especially now that I have time when the season isn't going on. But I don't have time for like a crazy supplement routine or anything like that, right? I don't want to take tons of pills and vitamins and other supplements. I just needed something that's easy, that tastes good, and is going to give me what I need. And that's what AG1 is. So now that I've been using it for a couple months, I love it. I just feel overall better. I take it in the morning. It helps wake me up and energize my day. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sorts, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, 
your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, aging, basically all of the things. Like I said, I'm trying to be healthier. This is going to help me do it. I just put in a scoop, a scoop of it in a glass of water every morning, shake it all up, and then just drink it. It's really that easy. And I love it because it supports better sleep quality, also supports recovery, mental clarity, and alertness. It's got just good things in it for you, and they go through constant product iterations and third-party testing to make sure you're getting the best. And AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself, and it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water per day. That's that's really it. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com nba network again that's athleticgreens.com nba network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance and thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen today and every day we're here, five days a week, breaking it all down. So for your second listen, make sure to go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies, giving you the in-depth look at the NBA draft, mock drafts, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I told you I took it eight overall for the Pelicans. Benedict Matherin out of Arizona. So why'd I do it? You know, I have a, I often have a different approach to the draft than a lot of others. I've had people tell me you don't get the draft, all of those things. I don't think there's one right way to draft, right? The year they took Kyra Lewis Jr., I really was high on Sadiq Bey at 13 for the Pelicans, and he would be a great fit on this team. He'd be a great fit on every team. Just a solid guy that's contributing. I understand that in certain drafts, you want to go for the home run player, the guy with the most upside. When I've been looking at this Pelicans team for the past couple of years, they have those main pieces in place in Brandon Ingram, in Zion Williamson. We knew they were you know, a trade away from getting a guy like C.J. McCollum. You don't need some of those upside plays if they're going to get buried minutes. You just need solid NBA players that are going to help you win now. I think Desmond Bain and the Memphis Grizzlies are a good example of that, though his ceiling ended up being higher, I think, than anyone thought. But they've drafted very smartly and gotten guys that are maybe not the most spectacular players, but players that will contribute. And when you're trying to build a winner, you need those guys that are your fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth guys to really help you contribute. In the past year, the Pelicans have needed that. But they don't actually need that this year. When we we talked about one, their money in yesterday's show in the roster spots, right? This draft pick is kind of the last roster spot that they have. So is that guy going to even contribute right away? And I think the answer is no. They'd be buried on the depth chart and might not see much playing time. So this is a time where you can take a project when you can take someone with very high upside and you don't need this player to contribute right away because kind, kind of you're in a good spot. And so that's kind of changed my approach to this one, right? In years past, I might have taken kind of an NBA-ready guy ready to go that's going to give you some threes and play a little bit of defense. And I do think... Matherin is actually, of the guys here at 8, probably the most NBA-ready, so I'm doing it in some sort of ironic way, but that wasn't the intent here. When I looked at what the Pelicans need and will need in the future, it's another score, I think, to a certain degree, right, with the players that are available. They're going to need another guy that can go out and get his own shot. Look at how kind of starved for offense they were in this playoff series against the Phoenix Suns at times. And so... 
I think with that in mind, I really wanted to go after a guy that is a three-level score. And my goodness, Matherin is ab- like absolutely that. He was awesome last year in terms of scoring. 17 points per game, 38% from three, 75% from three throw, and he also grabbed eight rebounds per game and can make a little bit of playmaking, right? He's another guy that can score at the rim. He's got a very good mid-range jumper that he probably leans on a little bit too much because he gets himself in bad positions. And then his three-point shot, need more of that, right? And this is a guy with 6'6", with a 7'1 wingspan, who is just absolutely incredible. Like, uh, maybe his wingspan is not 7'1". I don't have it in front of me, and I don't remember where I got that number. But we'll do a full, like, mock-up on him, and we'll do a full, whole, like, big thing on all of these prospects but this is a guy who gets that three-point shot off easily there's one issue with it but when you look at his overall shot mechanic it's good and at that size and with that sort of wingspan that's big no one's going to be able to guard that no one's going to be able to contest that whatsoever it's why he's also a good mid-range shooter as well catch and shoot he's good at but he has a little bit of kind of like a dip in his gather but that's something that can kind of be eliminated right And he is just a guy that can go out and score. And he's a good enough secondary creator that you can kind of put him on a team, I think, with a bunch of ball handlers and let him kind of do his thing and then let him cook a little bit with a second unit if that's what his role ends up being. He is a dynamic score with very good size, very good speed and athleticism, and is going to succeed in the NBA. Absolutely. He can get to the rim, and he also shows flashes on defense, right? There are moments when he locks down opponents looking at some of the film of his, and you're like, oh, he definitely has that in him. He's not there consistently yet. He definitely needs to grow as a defender, but he is going to be a good player, I think. I I don't really have a question about that, and he looks like he could be a prime scorer for a team, you know, that needs another prime score and he's good in fast break too I think that's big right like you don't need this guy to be a playmaker in the playoffs or when you would be using him you need him to just go and get his own shot and he can definitely do that and he can score kind of from anywhere on the court so he can take what the defense gives you he dribbles himself into some trouble (laughs) like you notice that one that one jumps out on the bat from film with you And he probably tries to bail it out with that two-point shot a little bit more, that mid-range shot. But these are things that kind of grow with time. And again, right, you have time with whoever you're drafting here. They don't need to contribute right away. You can put them in the G League for a little bit. You can give them some spot minutes here and there and just kind of grow and work with him. And when you look at all of the flaws on him, they're all things that with coaching and development should be fixed. And he should be a very, like a very quality player getting a guy at that at eight you have to feel really good about and this team is going to get expensive in the future right you know they're going to extend cj mccollum but by the end of that is he going to kind of be what he is so when you need to retool your roster because they're going to be pushing the luxury tanks next year alone let alone seasons after that well if you have to lose someone due to salary concerns or cost and they're a score you're going to have Benedict Matherin on the bench ready to step up in year three, in year four, and take that leap then. You don't need him to do that this year, and it gives the Pelicans time to work with him to develop him into that. But there are some concerns about this pick, I think. 
and it has to do with some of the other guys out there in the court as well as him. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. Our partners at BetOnline.net continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. And you can find all the latest odds, nudes, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, even next season's NFL futures, if you want to get in on it. The Saints have another move lined up. So BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. You can now do that on Spotify if that's where you listen. It takes like 30 seconds. Really supports the show. Again, no show is five days a week talking you through the biggest things, giving you the content you want to hear. We're doing it. We've been doing it for six plus years here, right? Through the good times, this past recent one, and the bad times. We're consistent. We're here every day breaking down what you want to know. And you can always tell me and send me topics that you want to hear on Twitter at Noel Jake. Now for your next listen, your second listen, check out the Locked On Saints podcast. Host Ross Jackson is Awesome, breaking down every single thing, black and gold, whether it's the Tyron Matthew signing to other potential moves too. Jarvis Landry, anybody that the black and gold might make, check out Locked On Saints. Ross is going to have you covered for, you know, 20 minutes or so every single day, just like Locked On Pelicans. Make them your second listen. All right, we're doing some mock draft stuff, some draft stuff here. It is mock draft season after all, so we'll be doing more of these. I also want to do one with like all of you. I think a community mock draft could be fun and just kind of see where it ends up going. Um, maybe we'll have a little bit of fun with that sometime next week. I think we could do that and maybe get either some of you on the show or at least kind of read what you send me about the players that you drafted. So if you're interested in that, let me know on Twitter. It's at Nola Jake. Okay, so for the Pelicans at 8 on our Locked On NBA Network mock draft version 1, I went with Benedict Mather, and I gave you the reasons, right? Like, the dude's just going to be a very good scorer in the NBA. And I want more guys that can get instant offense, that can get their own shot, that aren't relying on others when you can take away some of that creation, as we saw in the playoffs. And certainly, healthy Zion fixes some of that too, yes, no doubt. But you never know. And more shot creators for themselves, shot getters, bucket getters, whatever you want to call them, is only going to be a good thing for this team. And you could use someone like that running the second unit too, right? So why am I not like being like, I nailed this draft. I crushed it, took the right player. And look, I threw it out on Twitter to see what you all would say. And I had already taken Matherin at that point in time, but he was clearly the runaway winner here. But there's some players on the board that I do think maybe have a higher ceiling long-term. Is it much higher? I don't know, right? But would a just pure upside pick, even if the guy has a project, be better? I think, again, Matherin has a lot of upside, a lot of upside, right? You've seen some of the comps. Like, if you were to give me a prime-scoring Victor Oladipo on this team, that's a dude that I think fits so well for what they want eventually, right? He doesn't need to be that this season. They need that in three years from now, four years from now, even five, right? And I do think Matherin can develop into that while being a plus defender. But does Jeremy Sohan out of Baylor, Sohan out have a higher ceiling maybe right Dyson Daniels has a few shades of Josh Giddy and that G League Ignite experience clearly has paid off for others so do you want more of a guy that's maybe kind of like a pure point guard and a creator for others 
because that is something that this team is lacking. Or what about like Jalen Durant, right? He looks like a future starting center that could potentially be a rim protector. That, while I think people are a little harder on Valanciunas, I've seen it in the YouTube comments, than, than he deserves. And I think he was really good this past year for New Orleans. And I think he's a little bit underrated on defense and or, or better than you're all giving him credit for. You know, would it be better to start thinking about grabbing a starting center to pair next design right now, even though he's going to take a little bit, right? I think some of those guys have just higher upside long-term to potentially be an all-star level player. And I don't know if Matherin kind of reaches that sort of criteria. So would that be better? Because again, the Pelicans don't need this pick to play right away. You can really start to think about the future and getting a guy who can be an elite player on a cheap rookie deal and then a cheap rookie extension after that. And I think that's an important thing to really keep in mind in this draft where the Pelicans are. As I said before, right, I try and draft for situation more than just going best player available. You know, some teams do need that high upside pick to see if a guy works out and if that's your blue chip player to kind of build around for the future. The Thunder, maybe less so now that Giddy panned out so well, have kind of been looking for that in the draft and it's kind of held them up in their rebuild and why they're still going through some of that process. Well, the Pelicans didn't need that, so you need other guys, right? But now they don't even need like a solid contributor from this draft because they have enough of them. So you can go with more upside, right? Um, and so that's something to really consider. None of those guys are shooters that I just mentioned, and that worries me. Are they going to eventually develop that? And I'm not entirely sure. And so whoever they take, I would hope, might maybe just has uh, some sort of shooting stroke that could be really good. But let me know what you think. Did I make the right pick with Benedict Matherin in this first mock draft? Would you have done it a different way? Or who do you think at number eight has just the highest upside available to them? And is that the direction that you would go? Or do you think this rookie they draft needs to have some minutes? And I think that could be a really important thing too, potentially. More depth is never going to be a bad thing for what should be a competitive season for New Orleans. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. Again, we're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Five days a week, breaking down the biggest story around the Pels. More on the draft, more on season review stuff. I do want to talk about Jackson Hayes because I think he's kind of a pivotal piece to this offseason. We'll probably get in that tomorrow. So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with, with you all tomorrow.